Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hello there, this is the Reverend Francis Seaton, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. <laughs> Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country Podcast. First, it's Neil. (laughs) You took me by surprise. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Neil. You just really took me by surprise, then. I've I've, Uh, I've been thinking about this, and with the fact that we've got, um, we're doing the Series 3, Episode 5 recap today. Uh, Next week, we're doing Episode 6. Then we're going to start our top trumps. I thought, I'm going to give the old, he's the man that. Absolutely intro, fine. Yeah. Give it a rest, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, something new. Something new. Something new. Uh, although, you know, I might bring it back every so often just to spice things up. Cause well, just like the Neil, which were exactly. people years ago that listened to the radio show would know what that is. Exactly. And in a relationship like we've had, where we've been together so long, you've got to spice things up every so often. <laughs> spice up your life. You've got to spice up. Right. So as I said, we are going to carry on. And finally, almost like a year after the show <laughs> finished, we're going to get this uh, these recaps finally done. Series three, episode five, The Station, uh, broadcast on the 16th of March, 2020. Oh, back in the days when things were just so simple, Neil. I know we could go out. Well, we were literally on the verge of not being allowed to go out, weren't we? Yeah, I think we were on the verge of, I can remember at work, people laughing, going, oh, we might get a week off work with this. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone going, don't be stupid. A week off work. I know, isn't it? 15 weeks later. That was back in the time when he was telling people that the pubs were open, but please don't go to the pubs (laughs) and all that shit, wasn't it? That's right. And after a year, almost a year, the guidance is still just as clear and concise as that. 
Not at all confusing. Nothing's changed, but we're not going to get into politics. No. Um, we are going to recap this wonderful episode. So here we go. We start with the usual text over the This Country scenes of c- combine harvesters and flowing hay on a beautiful summer's day in the countryside. And we join Kerry as she is counting eggs in a chicken coop. And we get info from Kerry about the top layer, Edna. Do you know what? I actually put all my money on Edna doing a line share. Because her ass is like a fucking egg cannon. <laughs> no, one of the, again, <laughs> if, there's, if there's quintessential this country, it's that, isn't it? I mean, that's it is. That's the t shirt. Her ass is <laughs> like a fucking egg cannon. Ah, oh, dear, it made me laugh. It's, it's the way, way that she almost, instead of saying excelled, it almost sounds like she says eggshelled yeah. herself. Eggshelled herself. Yeah. I thought it was quite a, a tidy little pun. I like those little puns. And if anybody's seen the outtakes, you can see that, that, that Daisy had a lot of trouble with those with those eggs. Uh, with oh, those, yes. With those eggs. Uh, <laughs> with, with those chickens. She um, did. And they were running amok. <laughs> is, if that's how you say it. It um, is. Okay, so we see the title, This Country. And then we're at Kerry's house where we find out that she's been looking after the parish chickens. Now, is that a thing? Some of the small communities have got their own, have had or did have their own chickens. Yeah, it is a thing. Is it what? Do they have? I mean, would they have like a parish allotment or any other? Yeah. So basically, it's like they will have things like chickens and then the parish will sell the eggs to the locals and that sort of thing. Self sustaining, like a little allotment. Like the good life. Pretty much. But the other thing that it's worked on, I mean, it's probably progressed a bit more than just having chickens and that, but parishes are buying shops, aren't they? And having community shops. So they're, they're basically the people that run them are are paid minimal and it's just there for the community. Wow. I didn't know you knew so much about parishes. Well, it's because I drive around a lot of them. Right. Okay. (laughs) So, so the little, is it a village that you live in? I live in a village, yeah. Yeah, so uh, have they got their own chickens? and? No, but they've got the parish shop. Well, not the shop, but they've got the parish pub. So uh, like a, a selection of the community have bought uh, one of the pubs or rented or whatever it is, and they're all doing it together and putting it back into the c- community. So well, it's, nice. it's, It is, and hopefully it'll work for them. Well, let's hope so. Mm. But I've heard of post offices as well as the other thing that people are doing. They're buying post offices as a community to be able to keep them open. Oh, right. So, you know, self-sufficient, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the vicar has been away visiting his son, Jacob, in Bristol. Kerry and Curtin have been holding the fort. Kerry looks very pleased. But it asks me the question is, why are they left in charge? I know. I know. In a village, why... They be the two that you would put in charge, like, like of the, the bat phone in, in Curtin's um, instance, and living things in Kerry's instance when she couldn't even li- uh, look after a hamster. Well, if we, if we were to be anal about this, in real life, they wouldn't have been because there'd have been people in the church and the parish who are a lot more senior. So you've got people like the sidesmen and things like that that work in churches i'm sure they would have been over kerry and kurt no i don't think spend a day in the actual church at all <laughs> but it makes you want you, you can imagine that june is absolutely fuming yeah she'll be still sat out in a garden 
no matter what weather, trying to sell attendance for 25p. Platina, parsnip pubes. Exactly, and absolutely fuming that she's got, you know, she was looking forward to having the bat phone Mm. just so that she could keep up on all the gossip. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden now she hears that, like, that Curtin's got it and Kerry is... But where's the vicar's wife? We Who knows? Because surely he would have just left it with her if she was still in the parish, unless she I, went with him. But she never came back with him, did she? You know what? I don't think that there is a wife. Oh, controversy. Yeah, I just got a funny feeling, you know? What, it's made up. Yeah, or, or there was a wife. I'm not saying there wasn't a wife. But anyway, we won't go into that because we can do that. On when top it's, trumps. When it's the vicar's top trumps, yes. Yeah. Yes. So we join Curtin in his bedroom. He's on the phone with an irate villager talking about missing keys. Um, so he's saying about he, like he couldn't get into the room a domino drive was on. Now, I'm assuming that's the game dominoes, is it? I, I would assume so. I don't think it's the pizza place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a parish dominoes, maybe. Like yeah, that. there you go. Maybe they bought a franchise of dominoes. You never know. Yeah. Um, so Curtin has become the new contact for emergencies in the vicar's absence. This phone has now become a hotline for Wazzocks. Uh, that line made me laugh in this. It made me laugh the first time I heard it, and when I rewatched it today, it made me laugh again. <laughs> Wazzocks. So, Such an 80s term, isn't it? It is, it is. <laughs> and also, it seems like it's a, a, a Southwest term as well. I think so. You can imagine the Wurzels saying <laughs> Having a song, the Wazzocks. Having a song, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we get an idea of what Curtin has been having to deal with. Uh, June's freezer defrosted like a scene from Deep Impact. Uh, Arthur got pissed on four pints of Wild Rosie at the ploughing match. Now, yeah. what, what is a ploughing match? That That's beyond me. Uh, that's beyond me. I've, I've heard of things where they have farming skill shows. So maybe it's something to do with that. So, so right. So in your, in my mind's eye, what I've got, is two people in a field with a horse each, and then one of those like metal plays <laughs> on medieval, yeah, metal plays that they've got a hold <laughs> either side of, and it's the first one to get to the end of the field wins the plowing match. No, I think it's actually with a tractor and a plow, and they get a section of a field which right. they have to, I believe, they have to plow. And it's the, per- I sound like an expert, but I'm really not. It's only what I've read. And I think they have to plow their patch and then it's marked on how neat the plow is, how level, how everything is done perfectly. There you go. <laughs> well, a height of excitement. It's going to be because of obviously lockdown and obviously football eventually gets stopped and everything. That's what's going to replace it. Plow offs. So is that what I'm going to be spending my Sky Sports subscription on? Yeah, Sky Sports HD. Well, to be fair, off. to be fair, the way Liverpool are playing at the moment, I'd probably watch the <laughs> match more than anything else at the moment. I can't believe how much of an expert you are on parish issues and. Parish issues. parish issues isn't that what you fly out of a yeah plane when you jump out of a plane parish <laughs> issues it is. and 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 plowing do you know what man. it is is when i'm driving around in my uh my part you know my undercover job i pick up leaflets and brochures around the place and i end up reading them for something to do 
while I'm having my lunch in the van. And I've read all sorts of crap around local areas. The Scarecrow Trail making a comeback this year again. <laughs> I just got, I got visions of you down a leafy lane. <laughs> <laughs> Tossing one off over a ploughing match pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to toss over, power. There's a lot to toss over. The shape of those shiny plough wheels, is that what they're called? And, and I don't know what's worse, the fact that you're doing that or the fact that I am now imagining you doing that. Wow. That's probably the worst thing. That'll stick in my brain for the rest of the night now. Yeah, you'll go to you'll be going to sleep and then there'll be the image of me hunched in the driver's seat <laughs> <laughs> over a nice Massey Ferguson. <laughs> anyway, Arthur got pissed on four points of wild Rosie at the playing match, trying to unlock his front door with a pang coin. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been that pissed. So, so what is the most you've been pissed? Oh, man. I, I have literally... I've never not remembered everything. You get people say, oh, I was so pissed I can't remember. And I think to myself, years ago when I drank, and stupidly in my teenage years, I got pissed as much as the rest of them. You know, till you're ill and literally passing out. But I still remember the night before. Really? Yeah. So the most pissed I ever got was on gin. By about four o'clock in the afternoon, I was absolutely three tails to the wind. You know, I was gone. Um, and in the mean, I passed out on, was it a bed or a sofa? And the lads that were with me were all drunk and they decided to put toothpaste over my face. They drew <laughs> glasses on me because I didn't wear glasses at the time, a moustache and a scar. And there they left me. When I woke up and washed it off, it had bleached my skin. Oh, no. So I had pure white glasses and the scar and the moustache. Now it's going to work the next day. <laughs> so I was trying to find... My mum and dad were away on holiday, and I was trying to root through my mum's makeup that she'd left to find anything that would cover it. Your mum's makeup, yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. I suddenly looked paler than I did before. <laughs> People were going, oh, my God, it's David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the that's the worst I can remember feeling. Oh dear! I think my hangover lasted for about three days afterwards. Genuinely, really? yeah. I've had, I'm, I'm not. I've never been a big drinker. I've never never been. A, but I've had a couple of nights that I tend to. When I go for it, I went for it. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had one where I left. I was leaving a job, and they'd. We all went to the pub afterwards, and I was on Diamond White. Oh Christ! Remember I remember Diamond that. White? Yes, I and do. And they, they'd forgotten. I think they'd forgotten to get me a leaving card. So I was so pissed that they just wrote all over my face. <laughs> and I, I was supposed to take my girlfriend at the time to the cinema that night. And all I can remember was hugging my toilet, looking up at her, and her looking down at me, crying because I was supposed to take her out to the cinema. Um. And obviously, I had I was just puking <laughs> at this, and that was Diamond White was was vicious, vicious. vicious. And then I vicious. had a, another night. It was a Christmas works do um, at a car place that I used to work, um, and we were on aftershocks. Can you remember aftershocks? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can very. So much. I didn't know what it was. They just kept passing them around, and we didn't have to pay for them. So I thought, well, this is going to be 
nice and cheap. They were just drinking these things. I can remember that my boss's wife, for some reason, they were, we were at a hotel having a meal and a disco and stuff. And she came and sat on my lap and I was fine. I was chatting, chatting away. And I said, can you just excuse me a minute? I just got to go to the toilet. And I was talking normally, talking fine. I sat on the toilet, got up, turned around and was sick. Yeah. Then I sat on the toilet again. And the next thing I can remember was waking up, going back out there. And there was no, the disco was packing up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I was going, where is everybody? And they said, the, the party's been like over for an hour. Everyone's gone. <laughs> and I was, in, I was in the middle of Swindon, staying at my mate's house, had no idea from where I was to where he was, where he lived. And it was at the county ground. It was where right, yep. the county ground. I can remember that. And I can remember coming out of the county ground, like just not knowing how to put one foot in front of the other, turned one way. And within, it felt like within 10 minutes, I was outside his front door. And I got no idea how I got there, how, how I knew it was there. And I ended up going to sleep in his porch because I thought I can't wake his wife up. This is ridiculous. Thinking, I kept thinking it was like really, obviously it was Christmas. It was like December. I was really cold. We kept looking up at there, like thinking I should, I got a nice warm bed up there. <laughs> and in the end, she must have come down to let the cat out or something. I said, "What are you doing down here?" I said, "Oh, <laughs> she let me upstairs." And her husband hadn't even come home by then. They'd gone off to a curry house. Oh no! Yeah. So he, I, I can remember. I don't know what time it was. He came in, but he put his head around the door. He said, "You all right?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, where the fucking hell are you, <laughs> And he said, he, I can remember him saying, he said, don't get, go on. My wife's just told me, asked me the same bloody thing. So strange. I've, oh, it's just. So, you see, I don't enjoy being pissed. I don't. I, I don't at all. I don't. So understand. that's why I, not because I ever had a problem. It's just <laughs> that I'm, uh, I don't enjoy it. So I don't really drink now. No. It only take me a couple of wines and I'll be off like a bloody rampaging Sozzled man. Oh, I'll remember that next time we meet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so back to Curtin. Uh, He tells us the story of Thursday. Village Hall got double booked. Scrabble Club being absolute unforgiving assholes about the whole thing. That's what you get with Scrabble Club. Uh, Curtin got so fed up by Friday, he felt like getting everyone in the village minibus and driving down the wrong way of a dual carriageway. Um, now, in this part, you notice that Curtin trips. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, that to me didn't look like that was a planned trip. No, no, that it, it certainly can't be, can it? Because he looks down again, doesn't he? When, yeah. he, when he trips, he keeps... Uh, so fair, I wondered if he stepped in anything. Yeah, so fair play to Charlie for keeping in character and mm. not like... Because I thought you'd laugh about it, wouldn't you? Or somebody in the behind the camera would laugh about it. So I was, I was really impressed with uh, Charlie there on that. Uh, so Curtin calls on Kerry to see if she's ready. She grabs her eggs. She's so proud of how she's looked after the chickens while the vicar's been away. So we're going to the train station to surprise the vicar because I want to tell him how well I've been looking after the chickens. I just want him to come back as soon as possible so everything can go back to normal. Yeah, and tell him about the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's Daisy's face. I, I she know. does such great simpleton faces that's the only way i can make say it is but she is so proud she's so proud of the whole chicken thing that she is she has managed to look after something alive yeah and and you know and and done what she thinks is a good job yeah absolutely it really is 
But oh yeah, so it's just those facial expressions. <laughs> they, they just crease me. I know, bless her. She does some great ones throughout this whole episode as she well. Does. So Kerry and Curtin are walking through the uh, station car park. Kerry can't wait to give Vicar the freshly laying eggs. Uh, Curtin wants to give Vicar a piece of his mind as he's had to deal with all the loonies all week. Kerry and Curtin have had very different weeks. Yeah, they certainly did. Yeah. And the, the station they're walking to, where is that? I'm trying to I, work it out. I, I will I will fill you in on that. Oh, okay. Don't you worry about that. Don't you worry about that. You might be an expert on parish issues. I'm plowing. <laughs> plowing. But I'll tell you all about that station. Don't you worry. I'm all about the peas. <laughs> you are. And I'm about the stations. Kerry and Curtin. They argue about how hard it is to look after chickens, especially if they haven't eaten for hours. The vicar is due back on the lunchtime train. Uh, they spot the vicar's car with the very, with the famous already Jesus is my airbag uh, sticker yep. on it. And they see his travel pillow. They know that you wouldn't have wanted to leave that behind. And um, I was going to say, with that uh, air, airbag thing, the way they would go, I'm surprised nobody smashed it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with the with the the fact that they've he's left the travel pillow behind, uh, it shows how much they know him and how they know him so well. Mm. That he wouldn't be able to sleep on the train, and uh, his head would be completely free ranging, um, as they say. But Kerry goes on uh, about the chickens. The reason Curtin hates me talking about the chickens is because it reminds him of when he got bullied at school because everyone used to call him Chicken Boy because he looked so much like a chicken. And this one time in art class, Darren Lacey drew a picture of the evolution of Curtin, which was basically like an egg, and then it was a chicken, and then a curtain. <laughs> it's actually quite clever. Uh, <laughs> and that, satisfaction on her face oh it's actually quite clever and that i'm surprised hasn't been a t-shirt i'm surprised why we how we haven't jumped on that the evolution uh, of curtain i think we might need to we might need to do that one now yeah uh right so we are at kingham station which is in chipping norton okay right now i was having a look online to see like where it was because i knew that kingham station was a true station and i noticed this on one of their reviews for the station right uh, and i quote saw a lanky bloke throw an oaf of a woman's shoe onto a train heading for paddington bizarre and she had a bag of eggs on her for some reason nice station though so that was <laughs> uh, the, that was the review for the station i now, love it i i'm pretty sure i can remember seeing somebody's video of them filming on the platform like they were in one of the trains and they were filming, like they filmed it from the train. Right. Okay. I'm sure I'm, Quite I'm possibly. Sure. Yeah. Unless I, unless I dreamt that, I don't know. Quite possibly. I haven't seen such things myself, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, does it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we get to the meat of the episode now. It's the This Country special a la Oven Space. So it is. Just the two of them just uh, getting into all kinds of, of trouble. It's just Kerry and Curtin on a bench chatting shit to each other. Um, so they were trying to think of the last time they were sat on that particular platform. Um, and they were with Grumps. The last time they were on the platform, Grumps took them to Weymouth. Yes. Kerry loved that week, but Curtin didn't. And uh, she gets permission from 
uh, Curtin to say why he wasn't particularly uh, happy about that week. And it was to do with a pantomime and it was Toadfish. And uh, we get this from Curtin. He said I was the worst kid he ever called up on stage. He was like, you gave me nothing out there. I had him in the palm of my hand with a never-ending handkerchief gag and you totally killed the room. It was like bouncing off a black hole. And he chucked me my goodie bag and said, get out there and smile, you nasty little pomp. Toadfish <laughs> <laughs> as well. He's the one that had that weird haircut, isn't he? He is. I think he's still on Neighbours. Is Neighbours still going? Yeah. A genuine surprise. I never knew. Never knew. <coughs> Channel 5, I think. Oh, is it really? I didn't I know so. that. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Curtin also finishes that with, when the curtain comes down and the wig comes off, he's a monster. Yeah. So, and he's one of those guys as well that I would love to know if he's got any inkling that he's been mentioned and referenced like that in a British comedy show. Possibly. Possibly because oh. of the success of this country. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. Um, so a train pulls in with no vicar. Uh, and Curtin says that, you know, that's what you get. He's got an airy fairy attitude, um, wandering on Hogwarts Express, as street smart as Will Ferrell in Elf. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great line, actually. Yeah, we get the vicar, we get the story of the vicar's street smartness. Um, and this is a wonderful story again about our beloved Swindon. Mm. Uh, vicar got into a, <laughs> got into a conversation with a prostitute at Swindon bus station. Uh, she charged him £500 for her time. And I, <laughs> I was just trying to think because, like, anybody that comes from our area. It's sort of fate. There's a famous road in Man uh, in Manchester in Swindon, <laughs> yeah, in Swindon, um, that was apparently renowned for where certain ladies of the night would congregate. Oh God, it was right? it was it was famous as it was one. They even made a documentary on TV about it. Did they? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Years ago, yeah. Christ, and, I, hope, yeah. I hope I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> and when when I first passed my driving test and we were like 18 and that, a group of us lads always, when we'd been to the cinema, would always go home via Manchester Road to see how many we could see stood on the corners. Right. Yeah, and then we were always there, always there. Wow. I don't know whether it's still a thing now, is it, Puff? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I didn't know that that was the street that you were talking about in the first place. Oh, of course. Everybody around the locally knows <laughs> Manchester Road. Uh, anyway, uh, as the uh, pimp marched him to the cash point, he tried to break his bank card in his pocket. The pimp noticed this and smacked him across the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> he then took his money and then stole his Fitbit for good measure. And then Curtin says he lost a whole month's worth of step data. That was it. And then uh, Kerry has these words of wisdom. Don't ever pull tricks on a pimp. There you go, Neil. Very don't true. Ever, don't ever pull tricks on a pimp. What if you're a pimp. pimp yourself? Well, don't ever pull tricks on another pimp. Or they shouldn't pull tricks on me. Yeah, you don't go pimping. Yeah. There's no pimp on pimp. Pimp don't on pimp. Pimple. You don't pimp in. <laughs> Pimping's pimping. You don't pimp on a pimp. So we're back to the station platform and Curtin gets a mobile call from Fafmeister General of Camera Club, Peggy. Uh, so we get a few minutes of Curtin trying to tell Peggy, 
Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Windy pops. Excuse oh, you me. need burping. Excuse me. Uh, we then get a few minutes of Curtin trying to tell Peggy the code for the door, and the code was two one four six. What is it? Two, two one yeah. four six. Two. What G? <laughs> I think that's the way he explains it, isn't it? <laughs> so two one four six. Kerry is laughing, and it genuinely looks like Daisy. Yes, I was going to bring this up. She's genuinely <laughs> laughing at this. I reckon yeah. either that or she's got a really good false laugh. No, it looks genuine. I reckon Charlie fucked it up a few times and she was getting the giggles, but it looks like she's laughing at his explanation on the phone, doesn't it? So she did it very well. Yeah. Um, so after that, Kerry gives a what the fuck and we see the Tudor Rose Society. Curtin explains what the Tudor Rose Society is. Now, I actually Googled the Tudor Rose Society. The real uh, thing. Well, I couldn't find a Tudor Rose Society per se, uh, but I could find the Tudor Roses. They have a Facebook page, and they're a group of friends brought together by their love of Tudor history. Right. Um, and they meet every Wednesday, and uh, that's when they shag. <laughs> only joking well are you we don't uh, know uh, no they meet on a thursday all <laughs> oh, right <laughs> oh, no the, the, the shagging bit isn't true um and to be fair on the facebook page i don't think they haven't posted since 2009 or something like that they've become extinct so they, they probably have come extinct yeah so we find out that slugs was part of the curtain uh of the tudor road society curtain saw him wearing a ruff Kerry thought that it was a health thing, like it was some kind of air filter. Oh, yeah, which made me laugh. And also a line came out in that moment before they talk about slugs, where the, um, the curtain says they talk about grots for the finest pig. Yeah. And that really made me laugh. <laughs> really made me uh, laugh. Curtain can't understand what Kerry has just said and said, that's insane. It's Tudor fashion. Mm. Um, so... Kerry is surprised that Slugs was in a Tudor reenactment. Um, uh, well, Curtin actually says that it was more of a sex thing and found out that it was part of his role play with Kaylee. Yeah. She was a blind prostitute called. Oh, I can't remember. What, I haven't written it Filthy down. Filthy Rose. Filthy Rose. That's and it. She would get bought at market by Slugs' character, Lord Denimir. Slugs would do Kaylee doggy style to green sleeves <laughs> and i would once again like to apologize to reverend richard coles um for when we spoke to him during the summer lockdown uh i brought that up and i felt that our relationship got a little bit frosty after that <laughs> 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 I, have, I can't remember what context i brought the fu- you, I you, re- I just offered <laughs> i can no i can remember he was talking about slugs i think and I said something about, oh, it might have been uh, green sleeves he was talking about. And I remember saying, ah, yeah, but Slugs does Kaylee doggy style. <laughs> and, and I can sort of remember that his attitude changed a little bit after that. I mean, he is a man of the cloth. He is, so yes. He as, is. Much, as much as he didn't mind us swearing and stuff, I did feel that it was a little bit, it got a little bit frosty after that. So I apologise, <laughs> uh, Reverend Richard Coles. You know, embarrass the uh, the reverend. I did embarrass the re- embarrass the reverend indeed. Anyway, 
Kerry tells Curtin that her mum had a run-in with Steve the milkman about an unpaid six pounds for milk. So Curtin decides to prank call her. Kerry is in hysterics. Yeah. Hello, is that Sue? Yeah, that's Guess who this is? Is that Steve? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Now, you know what I'm going to ask you, don't you? You see, Daisy really looks like she's laughing on that, doesn't she? That's proper laughter. I do think that that's, uh, you know, probably the first couple of takes and they really went for it, you know what I mean? Um, We found out that Steve tried to top himself in his barn due to the dairy not doing well, which is a bit of a bummer. It Um, is. So so they they play this trick um, and the fact that, like, Curtin goes, he probably could do with that six pound as well anyway, you know, because, like, things ain't going too well. His wife <laughs> found him in the barn or something. <laughs> yeah, it gets really dark really quick. It does, very quickly. Um, so then we get the, t- the usual text, sort of mid-episode. Over 80% of land in the Cotswolds is used for agriculture and also play matches. Ploughing. Yeah. And uh, oh, scarecrow you, festivals. Don't start all your... <laughs> Going on, yeah. from, uh, making the sector an important source of local employment. However, the industry faces an uncertain future following Britain's decision to leave the EU. Oh, Brexit! Let's go, politics, politics. <laughs> Don't matter now. Brexit's all been and gone and done. It's it, done it, wasn't, it? it wasn't a problem. Nothing has gone wrong. Everything <laughs> is wonderful. What I we, love those rose tinted glasses. Can you get me a what, pair? What were we all worried about? now curtain's phone goes off again it's bad news mrs wicks wants to talk to kerry kerry finds out all the chickens have gone curtain has an evil little smirk he really does look evil hang on what sorry he really did he does have an evil smirk in this bit he did but we have this chicken coop fox got in Daryl gone. What, they escaped? They're gone, gone. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. Poor old Kerry. Oh, dear. The one thing she thought she got right and it's all been fucked up. Oh, bless her. So Curtin Bless, keeps uh, rubbing it in. Now Curtin says you can't trust Kerry with anything. At school, uh, she babysat Curtin's Tamagotchi. By the time he got home, the screen was so full of turds, it was just a wash with pixelated shit. <laughs> uh, and we also get this from Curtin as well. Another innocent life snuffed out by that oaf. <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant soundbite. That is, let's have that again. Another innocent life snuffed out by that oaf. I love that. Oh, that's a T-shirt. That's a ringtone. Yeah, that is. Love innocent life snuffed out by that oaf. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That is great. I mean, that if you uh, you had like a, a four second clip you, that you could show somebody about this country, it would be that one, wouldn't it? Well, it would. Something like that. Love innocent life snuffed out by that oaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now another train the hereford train uh uh, comes into view and curtain winds up kerry by saying that he fancies chicken kievs for tea oh yeah 
Kerry replies, what a fucking dickish thing to say. And it is a dickish thing to say. It is, but that's very much a rivalry, sibling sort of rivalry thing to say. It is. When but you're Kurt, arguing with your, you know, your, your brother or sister, that's yeah, the sort Curtin of thought of thing Curtin keeps winding her up, and Kerry says, well, you should know. And Curtin's face immediately drops, and she says, chicken boy. <laughs> big big nose, spindly little chicken wings. Um, and De- Curtin's definitely hurt by that. Definitely hurt. Um, yeah. And she says, oh, it's getting personal now. Kerry takes off a trainer and throws it at Curtin. So Curtin throws it on the train as it leaves the station. And uh, once, they, once Kerry has sort of calmed down and sat back on the... Uh, uh, on the bench, uh, she comes up with this. My chickens have just been slaughtered by a fox. And to help me with my grief, you've taken my right shoe from the pair of my only shoes and thrown it on a train heading to Paddington. Yeah. May I ask why you did that? I don't know. Just annoyed, I think. <laughs> that- it's, very, it's how Daisy, or I should say Kerry, sorry. How, how sort of matter of fact and, uh, you know, above Curtain at that stage, the way, why would you do that? Yeah, the one thing is, it's very rare that it feels like a sitcom this Mm. show but that was one bit that it felt very not overacted but actually it felt like acted a little bit yeah yeah i don't know know whether that was purposely done but it didn't feel to me like that's the sort of thing that kerry would do kerry wouldn't be that reserved and that sort of laid back about it no i thought she'd have lost her shit yeah tried to get something off of curtain and thrown that or she just would have throttled him. She just would yeah. have beaten him up. Because we've seen in the past that he's just walking there and Kerry will come up and just smack him across the head. Mm. Or, you know, or, or twist his arm or something for no reason whatsoever. And and it just felt a little bit played, that, yeah. that bit. I know I what you mean. I, I don't know whether or not that's that was... I'm obviously, it was meant to be, because that's that's how she did it. But uh, And that's, in, that's, again, that's in no way... A, a, it's a very funny way that she, do, she does it. Um... But yeah, that was just how I thought. It didn't uh, feel, like you said, it really didn't feel like Kerry. No. The way she was being, you know, the bigger person. Yeah. No, she would just smack him in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or try and break something of his out of yeah. spite. Yeah, yeah like, like his arm or his spin- <laughs> spindly chicken wing. Uh, right, so the vicar finally arrives. He makes his way up the bridge. Curtin tries to scare him by creeping up on him. The vicar takes him out, special forces, I put here. He was like oh. a ninja. The way he turned... And oh, it had, makes me laugh as well. He had curtain pinned to the fucking wall. Yeah. <coughs> and it, it makes was, you think now, I'm, I'm spoilers, you should have all watched this, but the outcome of the end of this episode anyway, we were all worried about him, and to me, I think the boy can handle himself. Absolutely he can. Yeah. Absolutely he can. Um, so Kerry and Curtin go to the car with the vicar. Uh, they ask if he's missed them. He says he got a little bit teary when he saw them with the chickens. Curtin looks at Kerry and smiles once again. Uh, Kerry and Curtin are sparring in the garden. Curtin is relieved that the vicar is back, so they're like punching a punch bag. Or yep. Curtin's holding a punch bag up for Kerry to 
to um, smash um, up. Oh, was going to say something? No, I was just oh, following right. on. Yeah, punch, <laughs> okay. punch bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the vicar comes clean about his trip to Bristol. He is transferring to a new parish in Bristol. Mm. So after that bombshell, we join Kerry and Curtin back in the garden, oblivious to the news that awaits with Kerry kicking a football first. Sorry, Curtin kicking a ball first uh, into Kerry's back and then right up her ass. I mean, and then that was one take. So that's, I mean, we know that Charlie's good with a football. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know how many takes that took uh, to do that. I thought you was going to say something again. No, no, I th- I purposely stopped. It looked like you were going to carry on. And I thought, uh, oh, we got a clip coming. Um, so we hear the dock makers for the, only the second time, I think, in the whole series. Yeah. We hear them actually uh, ask the vicar a question uh, and ask if they, he's told Kerry and Curtin that he's leaving. Uh, he says, no, he'll tell them when the moment is right. Uh, Curtin wheels Kerry down on a a garden on a skateboard. Uh, welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Steve-O. Boom. Now that is very this country. I can imagine them pretending that they're doing these risky stunts that aren't risky at all and thinking they are. Yeah. A bit like the office parkour scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Exactly. Um, so that was it. That was it for that episode. Um, we did get a few um, emails and text messages and tweets asking for people's favourite moments from Ooh. this episode. So we have uh, Jade Evelyn Holland uh, on Facebook said, The shoe, oh my God, my partner of just over six years had just moved out and I first stuck this on my first night alone. The station was one of the episodes that had me howling. His head is going to be completely free-ranging, being a favourite line. But most of all, that scene with Kerry's shoe in the train. I couldn't breathe through, uh, breathe properly. Uh, oh, couldn't breathe, though. Properly belly laughing. And I can't say how much I needed it at that time. Uh, so there you go, Jade. Sorry yes, thank that, you, Jade. But we're glad that this country at least uh, put a smile on your face uh, for that one. Uh, so thank you, Jade. Right, at right one Samantha on Twitter uh, said, one of my favourite episodes, Faffmeister General. Yes, that's a good expression. Which again, typical, typical classic this country. It is. Uh, at Paul Who's TV uh, with Kerry. Uh-oh, travel pillow. He won't have left that behind on purpose. So simple. Mm. <coughs> Which indeed it is. Um, it is. An agreement. At Jer Buckley ninety three said, "When Curtin throws Kerry's trainer onto the train uh, again, I'd love to know how many takes." And also, they must have done that on actual an actual sp- train scheduled train. Which to me would think that's got to be one take because they can't get the train to keep coming back because there was people on that train. So they must have had more than one pair of shoes because they can't go and stop the train to get the shoe off because the train's lit going yeah unless they did it in just one take crazy if they did maybe uh at john f brother 13 pranking kerry's mum i already paid you yesterday kills me every time well it's just sue's voice though isn't it we just yeah sue's fantastic character i love that uh and uh some of our dump gang favorites kim peniston uh, it has to be the Vicar Wrestling Curtain. I must admit, 
Mm. I've looked, I've watched that little bit, you know, a, a few times, and and um, the vicar's movement is 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 impressive. It's one, lightning quick, one movement, just like a, yeah. a, a shimmy around, and he's got him pinned. You know, so those those pimps in Bristol have got to really, really watch themselves. Yeah, the man knows how to look after himself. Yeah, and Helena, Helena White, lots of favourite bits, but the shoe on the train, the punker getting punked, prank calling Sue, also like the closeness of the episode, where it's just them at the station, no one else, bit like Oven Space, really, the simplicity makes it. And that's... Uh, I, I do agree with that. That's- yeah, I completely agree with Helena. And actually, watching it again today, it's really gone up in my like of this episode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, right, one Samantha again said, Fafmeister General, uh, to Kerry, when the vicar fails to disembark the first train. Do you know what? That's so typical of him, that sort of airy-fairy attitude. Airy-fairy. And they just have no idea. Do they have no idea what hurt is coming their way? No, I know. Oh, dear. So there you we'll... go. That is... And I remember at the end of this episode actually feeling that and thinking, oh, no. How are they going to take it when they tell them, you know? And I must admit, it was a... I mean, we had did, like, predictions, and we thought that Curtin was going to go somewhere or, you know, someone was going to get married or pregnant. That was one thing we no one ever thought. That the, it would be the vicar that it left, would be, no? the vic, Yeah, it would be the vicar that was going to go. But uh, there you go. So that is Series 3, Episode 5, Done. The station, yes. One episode left to go, Harvest, which we'll be doing next week. So um, there you go, Neil. That's it for that episode. Absolutely. Fantastic. So if you want to just... uh, Oh, thank you for everybody for for sending your favourite moments in. Uh, Neil? Yep. I'm just making sure I've got it all together. So you can find all of our... um, our stuff on the social medias that you want to follow us on, please do come and give us a click and a like on WTAFTC pod. Uh, we have an email if you want to come and chat to us or talk to us or send us anything you want to say at WTAFThisCountry at Hotmail.com. And then we have a website where you can get tickets for our forthcoming, well, fingers crossed, our forthcoming show in May, which will be our last and final live show at WTAFPodcast.com. Beautifully done, Neil. So you're also an expert at reading out all our socials and all You've got, I've got to make sure it's right after they got changed. I didn't accidentally read the wrong one out. Indeed. There you go. Honesty is the best policy. Indeed. And you all can also come and be a Patreon peeper uh, for as little as one pound a month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF. We have loads of wonderful uh, rewards, uh, such as exclusive merch, as in pins and stickers. Uh, And you can also come and join us every week for our This Country This Week uh, Zoom chat that we have every Wednesday live, as Martin Mm. Tyler would say, Um, uh, where you can just come and we we all just chat and we have play some little games and uh, Neil sorts out little things for us to do. Uh, And just uh, we just 
Sometimes there's three of us. Sometimes there's eight or nine of us. Uh, but it's always a lot of fun. And it's just nice to chat with like-minded people uh, about Tudor Row Society and shagging in roughs. Absolutely. Yeah. Roughs? <laughs> Rough spaces or roughs? <laughs> uh, well, they're like um, air filters. Those yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. That's it. Next week, it will be the final episode of this country for now. Who knows when they might bring it back. Um, but yes, it's uh, Series 3, Episode 6, Harvest. Next week, we will break it down. Uh, until then, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, everybody else, for listening. And go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.